Well, good morning, everybody. I hope you all did have a chance, as Don said, to reflect on last Sunday's powerful presence of the Holy Spirit among us in this place last week. What a precious time of basking in the presence of the Lord. Can you all hear me? I've been asked to leave the microphone in the stand and just try it this way, so we'll see how this goes on the recording. And speaking of the recordings, I want to mention something that I thought about during the week as I was watching back the, the service from last week. And that is we're very conscious and uh, conservative about your privacy. We don't publish any of the prayer requests, neither the called out names nor the prayer time itself. Don does a great job editing all of that out. And he does the same if there is a prayer line so that if there's something private that it isn't uh, ever disclosed on the on the uh, published video. So I just wanted you all to know that and be comfortable that you don't have to worry about anything like that. Unless there's a, a message in tongues or a prophecy that comes, sometimes he'll put those on, or most times he'll put those on, but those are not generally individual specific. So I just wanted to say that this morning. And it just so happens that the Lord put a a message on my heart this last week about the Holy Spirit, and this is a very short message. How many are glad? <laughs> it's okay if you are. It will be very short. If you can turn to Acts chapter 19, we're going to read a beautiful, powerful passage of Scripture, and I'm reading this out of the message, but you can certainly follow along. And I'm reading it out of the Message Bible because I like the expanded thoughts that it includes and its conversational style in this particular passage. Some passages, I don't like it. I think it takes away from the beauty of the uh, King James. But in this, I think it gives understanding that we can glean from. And Father, we just ask right now, that the presence of the Holy Spirit about whom we speak this morning would flood our hearts. Oh God, we're so thankful for the worship time that we had this morning about the blood of Jesus, the very basic of our foundational beliefs and what the Holy Spirit is based upon is the blood of Christ comes first. And we appreciate that this morning, Lord, and we give reverence to you. In Jesus' name, we ask that you bless this message. Amen. Now it happened that while Apollos, who was an evangelist that worked with Paul, was away in Corinth, Paul made his way down through the mountains, and he came to Ephesus, and, it happened upon, and he happened upon some disciples there. We're in Acts 19, 1 through 7, but it's going to read a little differently because I'm reading out of the message Bible. The first thing he said was, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Did you take God into your mind only, or did you also embrace him with your heart? Did he get inside of you? That was the thing that really caught my attention 
in this passage of scripture, in the message, did he get inside of you? And they responded, we've never even heard of that. What's a Holy Spirit? God within us? How were you baptized then, Paul said. And they replied in John's baptism. Well, that explains it, said Paul, because John preached a baptism of a radical life change so that people would be ready to receive the one who was coming after him, who turned out to be Jesus Christ. And if you've been baptized in John's baptism, you're ready now for the real thing, Jesus. And they were ready for as soon as they heard it, they were baptized in the name of the master Jesus. And Paul put his hands upon their heads and the Holy Spirit entered them. And from that moment on, they were praising God in tongues and talking about God's actions. Altogether, there were about 12 people there that day. This was an intimate setting. This was no huge crowd gathered around, no confusion, nobody clamoring for attention from Jesus or others, and no cause for doubts. No cause, no intrusion of any other outside influence. Just a simple question and a simple move of the Holy Spirit in response to their open faith in what Paul was teaching them. The Holy Spirit, we can learn from this, baptism can occur anytime and at any place following salvation. These disciples were saved under John's ministry. I have a hard time seeing my notes with this. The ministry of repentance for sins, and these men had already received that salvation and received Christ in salvation. So now, because the Holy Spirit had been sent by the Father, you remember when John baptized Jesus, the Spirit descended from heaven in the form of a dove and it rested upon Jesus and the Bible said he was filled with the Holy Spirit so that when Paul prayed for these disciples, that same breath of the Holy Spirit came into their prepared hearts and something wonderful came out of them. For the scripture said, that they all praised God in other tongues. And King James said they all prophesied. The Spirit used their own voices to proclaim the wonderful works of God. There was no formula, there was no music, there was no process. There was the presence of the Holy Spirit. And there is a baptism unto repentance and the outward sign of that baptism is water baptism as John taught. But a little later on, I believe it was in chapter 13, John said, the one who is coming after me, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. 
So you might wonder at this point, well, how did Paul receive the Holy Spirit? In Acts 9, I think we talked about this, or it might have been part that I cut out last week to save time, that Ananias had a vision in which the Lord told him to go find Saul of Tarsus, but Ananias said, but Lord, he's killing Christians. I don't want to go there. But the Lord said, you go to him, for I've chosen him to bear my name to the Gentiles and then to the Jews. And in Acts 9 and 17, we read, and Ananias went his way and entered into the house where Paul was, and putting his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight. Now you remember, when Paul was on the road to Damascus and Jesus intercepted him and knocked him off of his donkey, he blinded him for a period of three days. And here's the third day when Ananias is coming to bring him sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. So that's where we see Paul receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received his sight forthwith immediately, and he arose and was baptized. And here is the first instance, but certainly not the last, of an ordinary believer, Ananias, imparting the Holy Spirit to another believer. I know that there is a hunger for the moving of the Holy Spirit among us. Every song Audrey sang this morning, God is moving by his Spirit. Move, O oh Lord, in me. I know there's a hunger for the literal outpouring. This is what I've been praying for as pastor of this church for two and a half years now. God, make it beyond us. Make it beyond anything we can conjure up or comprehend in our minds. But it just pours from heaven and it lands in us, in our spirit, and we're ready to receive because we are washed in that blood of Christ. In the vision, Jesus told Ananias that Paul had been praying. Jesus said, for he's been praying, go to him. He's ready now. Paul was hungry for more of Jesus. And the Lord sent Ananias to minister these gifts to him. I know that we are so influenced by so many things around us. I've been remodeling my house for what seems like years, but it's only been a few months. But every little step takes weeks and weeks and weeks of messes and cleaning up that one to make another one for the next person to come in and make more messes. And it just seems like it's never ending. And now I'm on the last stages of where I can actually decorate with some fabrics and pillows and things hanging on the wall. But I will tell you something, it's been very distracting. It's been an intrusion into my normal routine of spending time with the Lord. 
And I've had to shove that out of my mind. Not only that, I will tell you, I, I bought a new TV. I think I told you about that at one point. It was broken. Uh, it, it hung on the wall, and it had a big old brown spot in it, and we had to take it down and replace it. And that process has taken me, I'd say, 40 hours on the telephone with Samsung. And I spent another two hours on the phone with them yesterday. For a big company, they are all messed up internally, believe me. But hopefully now we're getting things straightened out and they will honor what they told me that they would do. So I said all that to say that we are influenced by things around us. We're influenced by kids pulling on our shirt tail and, you know, I need this, I want that, I need to go here, I need to go there, and we're planning and we're turmoil in our minds constantly. But let me tell you, when we just push it away and we open our heart and we say, Holy Spirit, come, calm me, make me open and willing and let me hear you speak to me. What a difference it makes, even in these everyday mundane things that we go through. We're influenced by fears and doubts about ourselves and are we worthy? Are we good enough? No, we aren't. We can't be. But it's his blood that makes us righteous before God. Oh, these things will keep us from receiving good gifts from the Lord if we let them. Oh, but we need to know these are just excuses. We can put them up before the Lord and say, well, this is why I haven't done this or this for you. This is why I haven't spent more time. You know, the Lord isn't moved by our excuses. He's not perplexed by our turmoil. He's not moved by any of the things that happen around us. Because he is the answer. In Isaiah chapters 43 and 44, and I'm coming to a close in just a minute. God is telling Israel, you've sinned so badly. You've left me out of your lives completely. You've even offered offerings that you were supposed to offer to me to your heathen gods. But he went on to say, yet, for my name's sake, for my calling of you as my chosen one, I will blot out your transgressions if you'll just call on my name one more time. We have to remember it's not for our sake. It's not because of our righteousness or our worthiness, which is impossible for us to achieve, but it's for his name's sake that he bestows these good gifts upon us when, he ask, when we ask him to do it. We can lay aside our puny excuses, but we can bring our thirsty souls to him and know 
that he will hear us. And finally in Isaiah chapter 44, verse 3, the Lord said, I love this scripture so much. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. And I will pour out my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. Is your soul thirsty this morning? Let's just stand. That's the end of my message. Let's just stand and spend a minute before him, bringing our thirsty souls made worthy through the blood of Christ, as he told us this morning, it's for healing, it's for salvation, it's for rejuvenation of our spirits. That blood covers it all. We're ready to receive of him. Holy Spirit, we just ask you this morning, Oh, to pour your spirit out upon our thirsty souls, Lord. Upon the dry ground that's even dry of our own making, Lord, because we've let outside influences come in and prevent the moving of the spirit within our hearts. Oh, God, forgive us of those things. Take those excuses away, oh, Lord. Help us to realize when they happen that we must push back and push in, Lord, to receive of you. Oh, Holy Spirit, we just want you to know you're so welcome among us, Lord. You're so welcome, Holy Spirit, in this place. And we do give place to you. We will stop all of our agenda. We will stop all, all of our proceedings Oh, to make room for the precious Holy Spirit among us, both in this place, in our dwelling places, wherever we go, as we saw Paul receive the Holy Spirit in a home. Many people have received the Holy Spirit in their homes. Oh, Lord, but we want you to know we covet. We desire the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place in our house of dwelling of you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we just ask these blessings. You are the good Father who gives good blessings to those who ask. And we do ask for that outpouring once again this morning to come and dwell in our midst, Lord. And we will not stop seeking you, Lord. We will not stop seeking you. We will not let every influence Prevent us, Lord, but we will continue to come with hearts bowed and open to the moving of the Holy Spirit within us. Oh, Jesus, we're so thankful for your love and your mercy. And we just ask you today, oh God, to go with us, shine upon us, Lord, that we may see your light every step of the way that we take and keep us in your power Keep us in your protection. In Jesus' name we ask these things. Amen and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus the Nazarene. 
And I wonder how he could love us, a sinner condemned, unclean. It's so marvelous, so wonderful. We thank you, Jesus. Amen and amen and amen and amen again. Hallelujah. Thank you for being here with us this morning. We greet our sister in the back. Hopefully I can get back to say hi to you. God bless you.